Hello and welcome to Knights of Evening Star, uh, a new D&D show here on the Wizard D&D channel. I'm your dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes. It's going to happen again. Uh, welcome, friends, uh, as we are playing Dungeons and Dragons. Welcome. I hope you are all well on this fine, fine. Is it still Tuesday in America? I think so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It's Wednesday here. Time I mean, travel. it's it's still like March 2020, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm yeah, pretty we're sure it is Tuesday. March 2020, but just Tuesday, the 729th of March 2020. <laughs> well, it is Groundhog <laughs> Day today, so you know it fits it with the whole movie thing. Yeah, oh, you've ruined my whole adventure idea, Mika. No, Shit. Uh, just welcome, uh, wonderful players, uh, as always in Night's Evening Star. We are joined by Mika Burton, Anna Prosser, Nate Sharp, Jonathan Indovino, aka Shady Penguin. Hello, everyone. Uh, everyone is enjoying a little snack. Everyone's enjoying a little uh, little chit-chat, a little bit of a laugh. Uh, but we are going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. But how is everyone? Are we all good? Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up from all around. <laughs> okay, great. I'll just keep talking. I'll just keep talking. It's fine. Uh, Mark, really quick, really quick. Is yeah. a snack actually like slang for a chat? For, like well, you no. said... You oh, think like you there say... are people eating. Oh, yeah. I didn't... I'm pretty dense. Never mind. I thought it was just like a really like you know like how British people say all these oh, yeah, weird you things have a snack, like mate. Let's go have it's a, a delicious snack. conversation. Like that? Yes, yeah, I'm delicious. gonna start no. that. A, a good conversation is now called a snack. But you I heard thought it a here. hot person you was a snack. I thought and you could really like a snack. Well, a Somebody hot person a with a good vocals. You could have a snack with a snack. Yeah, it's a snack snack. What about the snack that smiles back? That's a snack attack. I like that one, Nate. I like that snack attack. Shady, were you laughing at my horrible joke? Both. I liked both. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's get this madness out of the way. Uh, whilst people get everything ready to play some D&D, I do have a little a recap uh, for you. Um, uh, just to kind of go over what happened last episode, because it was a, a, it was a fun one last week. Uh, some new things got set up. And yeah, and uh, we've got some things to sort out today. Uh, so here we go. Last time on Nights of Evening Star, our party have returned from a ruined village called Red Spring, where they'd gone to aid their companion Marcel in searching for clues about a mysterious cult called the Scions of the Shattered Light. In the depths of the earth, they found these robed mages performing magical rituals in a strange alien lair, and a bargain was struck that resulted in Marcel parting ways with the group. On a sad and somber trip home, the party and their forces were ambushed by a group of fey beings. During the battle, three strangers leapt out to aid them, a trio of Leonins of the Wild Main Pride, led by one figure who introduced himself as Clive, a boisterous warrior of the Feywild who had come seeking the nobles of Eveningstar. With their, new with their new guests, the party returned to the village, where new opportunities await them. And that is pretty much where we are this week. It's one of those, it's going to be one of those weeks where it's kind of a bit over to you guys, um, maybe setting some things up in what we want to do, where we want to go, what we're going to progress with. Um, and that is pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Any questions before we uh, kick off? How are you, Mark? <laughs> I'm well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you Good. very much, Mika. I'm Good. well. Uh, freshly shaved, baby face, uh, as people have pointed out, like some sort of shock horror. Uh, I am <laughs> freshly faced, ready to go. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, 
Well, that was my uh, question, so I'm that's done now. A, a wonderful question to ask. I appreciate it. Well, you guys, like I said, um, it is a fresh new day. Tarkle has had uh, pleasant dreams of his uh, his missing uh, friend, uh, Willow Song, um, who uh, he has uh, been learning magic from. Um, but the rest of you awaken in Star Watch Keep, the the castle that looks over the village of Evening Star. Uh, it is a fresh, I believe we are entering uh, summer, uh, I believe, as we had taken a long time skip during the previous season. Um, and yeah, it, it is, you know, the sun is rising. There is a kind of fresh, not quite buzzing of insects, but you begin to hear like animals and birds kind of outside amongst the Kingswood and along the mountains. Um, and the hustle and bustle of the keep as uh, your soldiers prepare themselves and everything else. Um, and yeah, I hand it over. Would anybody like to do anything? It's not tax time yet, right? We don't get more money. Oh, yeah. You do not get more money, I'm afraid. No, I did right. go through and had a little examination of uh, your funds and things like that. Um, but you've got at least uh, sort of three... Um, You've got like three months really before another tax season comes in. It's it's per season in Cormier. Gotcha. So every every three months there's like a tax. You get some money. Uh, the crown will demand their share of it all. Um, you will make some income, but you do have some money in the treasury, I believe. We have twelve hundred fifty gold. Indeed. I keep Indeed. notes. Good notes. Good notes. Thanks. Thanks. Um. But yeah. Uh, the town is bustling as always. Um, it has swelled in population um, over the uh, course of your kind of last three months or so of adventuring, the events in Arabelle and everywhere else. Um, it's, you know, still a village. Uh, you don't have any city walls or anything like that, but new buildings are being constructed. Um, people are beginning to set up new uh, homes and farms and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, it is uh, increasing in size, Evening Star. Hmm. Um, I remember that Agnes had invested in the development of like fire extinguisher technology. Oh, yeah. Did she already have that or was she waiting on it to exist and should she go um, pick it up? <laughs> I don't when you say you invested in fire extinguisher technology, I remember there being a kind of desire to have such magic. You said um, I could I could ask like an alchemist or something to develop that for me. Yeah, I believe that Hulda could was working on something that could maybe help diminish fires. Mm -hmm. Um it's I think that's definitely gonna take a little bit of time to create because it will need to create a whole new alchemical uh formula to do it. Um but it's yeah, been it time, will... Mark. It has been some time. Uh, your DM has not prepared it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna take a bit longer time. So there's that. But I right. look, I will make a note. I'll put it on my notes now. Fire extinguishing alchemy. Um I know I said it off game. I don't know if Azara mm -hmm. officially started the research in game. Sure. But uh I'm now making it a formal request, or if I could like backtrack that formal request into looking into uh, possibly either hiring a magical tattoo artist to come to us or seeking one out in a larger city-state somewhere. Sure. Taking advantage um, of that Tasha's cauldron, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that something like that, um, the city of Arabel or the capital city of Suzail would probably have a uh, enchanter who could provide such a service. 
Um, in terms of money and stuff, I'd need to look into that because magic items don't have a set price. So I'd need to kind of look into that and figure something out. But it would depend on what you would be looking for. Um, but maybe if you wanted to plan a trip to the city to stock up mm -hmm. on supplies or something like that, um, that could be arranged. But Arabella is at least a couple of days travel anyway from Evening Star. So it's, it's something that I think that looking around, uh, yeah, you would be able to find um, in Arabelle or Suzale, the capital of Cormier. I would also um, want to sell that um, wizard's book to pay mm -hmm. for the so funds. That for would this. be the so same that would kind just of place. be a trip. Yeah. Okay. You, so you, there's two ways that you can go about um, that. That is, you could hand it to Dusk and ask Dusk to go and trade it because he frequently visits Arabelle. Mm -hmm. um, or you could wait until you all go as a team and then do that then and, and just keep it in your inventory for now. Um, it's up to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Clive, how how does Clive feel? Like, give us a kind of setting up. Clive, I think Baragon and Eris had been given uh, guest rooms in the keep. Um, how what was Clive's like routine like? What do we see Clive getting up to in the mornings uh, in this this keep and castle? Well, they're all kind of out of their element here, mm -hmm. and they're like specifically on you know a mission. So I and I literally just Googled when do lions wake up. It says five thirty a.m. <laughs> Okay. I think so since early, 30 a.m., they would have like woken up, gone down to whatever common area, sat down, and just like waited. <laughs> okay. So when the rest of you emerge from your private chambers or things like that, you find, uh, yeah, these three Leonins just sat there waiting. I think Aubrey, this kind of um, elderly gnomish woman, um, and Nigel Goodfellow, who's this elderly human who are kind of like the housekeepers of this small part of the keep, uh, have awkwardly tried to provide food. Um, Aubrey, being a kind of sweet, senile old gnomish lady, has probably put out like three big sort of like bowls of just milk. Um, oh, thinking Aww. that like they are cats. Because they're people. kitties. And therefore, I will serve them uh, maybe like a grilled fish or something like that. Like she's kind of like cooked up some kippers from the river or something like that. Um, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know what to make. Um, and the uh, doddery old Nigel keeps coming in. Oh, do you require any, anything, uh, guests? Uh... I believe we're quite content until the nobles awaken. Oh, very well. Well, if you require anything, please uh, don't hesitate to ask. Um, uh, more milk, sir? <laughs> As he, like, has this, I'm assuming, like, bowl or saucer, but he's, like, yeah, holding like it like this. Big bowl. These, like, big, brutal lion people are, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's delicious. It's, it's creamy. Lovely. Yeah, I don't think Clive would have had milk before in the Feywild and in the, the grasslands, so this would be quite a little treat, I imagine. Um, it's a very unusual, but uh, um, very pleasant sm uh, sm uh, flavor. Um, I love the idea of their, like, giant tongues just, like, blip, 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 blip. Amazing. Well, uh, yeah, what, nobles of, of, of uh, Evening Star, what's the plan? What's, what's shaken down? I think the only, I'm trying to remember what our paths were before we went and helped Marcel. Like, I felt like we had multiple options and we chose to help him hunt down the Scions. Uh, there was a couple of things. We could, we were thinking about doing some, some mini adventures for some, some moolah, some cash. Oh yeah, we were going to dungeon dive. Monet. Okay. Maybe I, maybe my brain already felt like we dungeon dive since we were going through sphinx doors. That's why I feel like yeah, oh, you guys didn't get much loot out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I think that Tarkal would just come downstairs and see all the lion people. Okay. Um, and he would just sit down somewhere like across from Clive, most likely. Okay. Most Yeah, well, you have like this big banquet table. So you, the, the keep has like a kind of common uh, dining area. Um, and it's this big kind of medieval banquet table with a big fireplace. Um, and normally the heads of it are reserved for yourself and, and Agnes. Um, and yeah, you could just sit across from... from... Oh, where did Clive sit, Nate? Nowhere in particular, probably just at whatever like convenient middle seat. Since okay. it's like no one was there, he probably just sat at a random seat at this empty table. Yeah, gotcha. I wanted to know if he was the head taker. No, but okay. like as you're walking down, most likely the second they like see you before you can even assess what's going on, like as soon as they see who's coming down, he's just like, Danical! Clive, good morning. You guys are, how long have you been up? Hey, long enough to learn about the lovely treats that your servants have here. Is that milk? I've been told. Hmm, makes sense. Um, Clive, you know, we didn't get to talk much on the way back to Evening Star. I know you're here for a reason. What, what is going to fulfill your mission? Is it just you just need to watch until things go north or south? Uh, are you hanging around for a while? Are you looking for a job? Uh, DM, what instructions was I given, like, beyond? Because I know I'm I'm here to, like, watch and investigate and, you know, help them. Yeah, with it, it wasn't stuff. so much given any direct, uh, you weren't given any direct, like, I want you to do X or I want you to do Y. The idea was... Um, with the conflict between the summer, the, between the Fey courts, um, and this kind of indecision about what to do with these attacks and the unseelie Fey, they've basically sent you here to be a liaison, but also to determine whether these nobles of Evening Star are worthy of having a meeting. Right, meeting with the the Arch Fey courts or even the high ranking nobles mm. is kind of a big deal. It'd be like you know somebody meeting with the Queen of Cormir or like the duchesses of, of Cormier and stuff. So they've kind of sent you to appraise them, to assess them, um, see if they're trustworthy, um, but also to keep an eye out for any activity of the Unseelie Fey, to see if there's anything more nefarious going on, um, and to basically uh, judge the situation as best you can. Uh, you weren't given any specific, like, do this, do that. It was more like advisory. Uh, we were sent to seize your blood. Oh, well... Uh, what's your take so far? Well, you make a good snack. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything that you want to do in Evening Star? Are you, are you really, you're just going to be prowling and watching us, I guess, and, and helping us? Hey, just go about your day. Just pretend I'm not even here. We are the shadows. We are spectators. Hairy shadows, right? Okay. Um, I, I think Tarkal will just nod, and he's gonna go step outside for a bit. Okay. Sure. All right. Um, Agnes will ours. get up and follow him out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he, like, I turn think, around like... and see him right by. He's like, not even here. 
you see uh Erez is kind of like sticking close to Clive. Um, but Baragon is just like examining like pretty like the tapestries in the keep. He's just like, oh, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> um, just uh, examining them uh, behind you. Um Agnes and Nazar, before we uh, catch on with whatever Tarkal wants to do, is there anything you guys uh, in particular uh, go we, about doing? We have established that Agnes is not a natural early riser, mm-hmm. even as a druid. She's more of a late night person, hence like cool. probably fire, you know, like too much light Likewise. in the nighttime, keeping her up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think she usually takes like an hour to kind of warm up in the morning. So I think that after the boys have left, you might find Agnes just kind of sitting and staring into the middle distance on the table with her cup of tea and just kind of like waking up for an hour. Sure. Uh, Azara? Uh, I think that uh, when Azara's back in Evening Star, Mm -hmm. uh, she takes a morning walk to the temple of Eredrithania. Cool. We'll come um, just, to that. I, I've got oh, a special we'll, we'll get to that. that. Well, then, yes, yeah. that that would be um, that. Cool. that would be her thing. And she probably right. takes the back exit because she mm-hmm. hasn't really talked to the crew this much sure. about like her relationship with her new god. So she probably doesn't know about the cats in the kitchen and the okay. Nice. Yeah, spoon. you've kind of maybe left a bit early <laughs> and headed out for a different, the the different way. Um, <laughs> sure. Cool. Uh, well, Tarka, was there anything specific that you were heading out to do, or are you just trying to get some alone time away from? No, I th- Tarkle was just uh, going outside. I think that if Clive is literally following me, mm-hmm. um, Clive, would you care to spar? And I'd just like to not like actually have a combat, but just spar like sure. to pass the time. Sure. It's like having a catch. But yeah, with yeah like, ha- like having a catch, but with yeah, violence. Just, if if yeah, Clive wants training, to. It's like exercise. You know, you can pick yeah. up some of those training weapons, but you can also just kind of you know, practice moves and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. I mean, I get Clive. I'm guessing Clive would be up for such an endeavor, but you tell me, Nate. Oh, yeah. Clive just smiles and says, aye. Nice. Um, I think in this, it's very clearly dominant. Uh, Clive is very, is you know, very strong, um, has very good stamina, Tarkle. Like, even for you, it's kind of a case of, like, he is just like doesn't stop going um whereas you're like jumping out the way and kind of dodging and keeping uh keeping distance um how about just have a quick roll right both of you roll a d20 and um add your strength uh clive and add your dex tackle just want to okay. kind of see like you know at stage right seven seven total mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well 12. Okay, so, I mean, you're just practicing, right? You Neither of you are doing anything particularly wrong or, or anything badly, but I think it would become clear that, that Clive is very much a seasoned fighter, right, Nate? Like, he is somebody mm-hmm. who has trained for battle and knows battle very well. Whereas, Tarkle, you're kind of used to hunting in the woods and ambushing things, and in a straight one-to-one fight, Clive definitely can get the advantage. Like, even against your quick agility and moves, um, he knows how to, like, parry you. He knows how to counter your attacks, how to, like, watch his blind spots so that when you try and get to him... And after you guys have sparred for a little while, um, Tarkal... I don't know if Clive would notice this because it's not somebody he knows, um, but Tarkal, you see, just kind of stood out in the field, um, just holding a little wooden... Like, a wooden practice sword, but just looking at the keep expectantly is Aaron and he's just looking up at the the keep um as if waiting for someone mm. uh having noticed him 
I'd like, like kind of put my hand up to Clive and be like, hold, give me a second, Clive. Um, there's someone I have to talk to. And I'll, uh, I'll call Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, come over. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He kind of looks over and you can see he definitely looks distressed and he kind of comes over. Uh, he's like, oh, uh, my Lord. And he kind of like bows his head. Um, have you, sorry, did you want something? And he, he's kind of like looking, he gets distracted, looks behind you, but he is listening. Mm -hmm. And I can get the sense that he, like you said, he's distressed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aaron, actually you are, uh, you're just in time. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to someone. This is Clive, uh, Clive of oh, the Wild Mane. Oh, he uh, kind of his eyes go wide. He's like, I, I'd heard, I'd heard. Uh, my mum was telling me about, yes, yeah, some lion people came into town. Um, nice, nice to meet you, sir. And he kind of bows his head. He's this like young, scrawny ginger teenager, basically. He like bows his head, and Clive will just like take a huge paw and like just on the back <laughs> of his head and give him a big scuffle. Like, hey there, lad, you're a scrappy one, ain't ya? Oh yeah, yeah, scrappy, yeah. Ow, hogs, oh, claws. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow, you're strong and big and tall. That's kind of amazing. Um, sorry, Mister Lord Lord Crown Silver. Um, where's Mister Marcel? I heard he didn't come back with you. Yes, well, that's the thing. Marcel is finally where he wants to be. Uh, he's alive, he's well, um, but he had some family affairs he needed to take care of uh, that have been weighing on him for years. But I oh. do know that he doesn't expect you to slack while he's gone. Because Marcel will come back. Oh, he's coming back. I believe in my heart that he will be coming back. And oh. if you are in the same state that you were in when he left, well, I don't think no. he'd be happy with that. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I was waiting to, to practice. I, I didn't know if he was here, but the other, the other nights they don't really practice with me. So I, he's, he's been teaching me. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's coming back, I definitely want to be ready for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're um, an important part of, of Evening Star, Aaron. You represent. Oh, no, I'm just, a, I'm just. No, Aaron. You represent the hope that the youth of this town can bring, and whether Marcel is here or not. You growing is very important. In fact, Clive is here to, as he puts it, size us up. So oh. I'm kind of short-winded uh, after sparring with Clive, but Clive, would you want to go around with Aaron and uh, maybe he can show you the things that Marcel has taught him? Well, a lad with a teacher who abandons him. Sounds like not much of a man leading him at all. So there's this conflicted twist you see on Aaron's face. He and Tarkle and Clive, I'm not, this insult, this is playing on his face. He's not even trying to hide it. It's clear that he is really mad at what Clive just said, but it's also hit him pretty hard. Like he does feel abandoned a little bit. Um, but he's also mad that he's insulting Marcel. And he's just like, well, uh, well, c come on then. Uh, I need to uh, practice Mr. Clive. So. Um, yeah, let's, uh, if, uh, and he just like, doesn't know what else to say. So he just kind of like gets his little sword out. <laughs> his, his wooden that ain't lad. And he like pounds his chest, like first hit right there. Let me see what you got then. Yeah. 
okay yeah and he's like trying to psych himself up he's like yeah 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 and like he takes into a stance and it's a stance that marcel taught him like that kind of doesn't overbalance him and then he swings back i'll make a roll for him i think i need dice today oh okay so aaron swings at you uh Clive, and it catches you in the chest. It's only a wooden weapon. It's quite blunt, but it's still got a good, a good bit of force. Like for a guy his size, for a guy of his like, you know, he doesn't have a lot of muscle. Um, he places himself and he twists with his whole body to bring all of his body weight to bear against it. And it's a solid hit. It's like a good, oof, right in the chest. Like you know, yeah, this there's some potential here for sure. Like whatever he's picked up already, he's got the basics of how to to move with a weapon. I'll like take that hit to the chest, kind of. Like, yeah. Yo. Oh, how'd you like that, you, uh, you big, Mister Clive? <laughs> you big Mister Clive. Lad, you fight with the heart of a fighter. Yeah, I'm Aaron. I'm a, I'm a wicked fighter. <laughs> you can see that, like all that teenage pomp has like come back in. He's like properly pumped up on adrenaline. Puts like a huge, like probably puts it in into more perspective, a big old paw just on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she watches the little, you know, bit of the confidence drains away. And says, how would you like to fart? Fart? I had to rewind myself. I combined words. <laughs> He's like, fart? What? Backup, retcon. Yep, retcon. Say, How'd you like to fight with the heart of a lion? Yeah, yeah, that sounds wicked. Yeah, heart of a lion. Oh, yeah. Like, I and fight with the strength of a, a lion as well. Fight with the height of a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you can see him getting pretty pumped up and like, um, he, he's totally taken aback and tackle all that kind of um, worry that you did see there kind of does kind of get blown away as like, the the just the combat adrenaline really gets into him. It looks to Tarkle like, I like this one. It's funny. He's got yeah, I'm funny. I'm he's wicked. got he's got potential. So, well, that was one hit, Aaron. All right, continue yeah, yeah, your no, spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, hang on. And he like tries to go back into his stance and stuff. And yeah, you can see that he's like trying to trying to get to it. Um, cool. All right. Well, meanwhile, uh, Zara, uh, it's not too far from Starwatch Keep, um, a little way just north into the mountains, kind of following along a, a little mountain trail that goes alongside the river. Looking down, there's almost a drop down into the, uh, the river that kind of flows uh, up past Evening Star. And, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a short walk away, like 20, 30 minutes. You come to... Uh, where Dagmar has been excavating this temple uh, that you kind of discovered, really. Um, and you began hearing this kind of whispering voice. And you can see that progress has been made. It's not a full temple. Mm -hmm. They've excavated um, a large chunk of the mountain, like carved it away to reveal this quite beautiful stonework floor that you can see. And there are a couple of columns that they've managed to excavate. And polish off and make sure that and you know repair it seems to be um there's no roof yet there is just a single archway that kind of like dominates these uh, connects these four pillars so it's kind of like a cross arch gazebo kind of esque thing um, but there's no actual 
ceiling. You can look up and see the blue sky all around it. Um, and there is just this very fractured, um, attempted to be put together statue of a winged elven woman. And the features are worn down by time. You can't really see like, you know, eyes or a nose or a mouth. But you can just see the kind of shape of the head, the ears, these wings, and then limbs kind of curled up, almost like a dancer's pose. You can almost see like her hands kind of held very um, beautifully uh, beside her in this in this dancer's pose. And it's peaceful. There's nobody here. Um, there's just this faint, uh, blowing, gentle breeze that just seems to kind of never stop um, as it blows across, picking up little fragments of dirt and dust and stone and scattering them in these little kind of tempests uh, across this beautiful um, stone floor. Um, it almost looks like it's carved to be like wind currents stretching mm. around these these pillars. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that after coming to the temple for so long, Azara would have kind of like a small ritual to herself. Like she'll bring a like a little thermos of tea and mm -hmm. she'll sit down and kind of um, like in front of the statue, pour herself tea, maybe leave a few copper pieces as like an offering. I, you know, some sort of just something that she does every time she comes to just mm -hmm. commune with the space um, mm -hmm. and kind of give herself over to the breeze while she while she drinks her tea. Yeah. You take a sip and then placing the cup on the ground, you kind of just close your eyes for a moment. And that wind, that gentle breeze that had been blowing around seems to feel stronger, more fierce, not aggressive, but you can almost feel yourself, you can almost imagine yourself being lifted up away from the mountains, away from evening star and set adrift. You can see in your mind's eyes, you concentrate as you connect with this temple, this expansive blue world of white clouds and endless blue skies. And it seems to whisper and rush all around you as these winds caress you down your arms, down your legs, uh, flicking out your hair as you kind of soar through the open air. And as you do, a very soft, uh, feminine voice does kind of speak out to you. Um, you've heard the voice before. You know it belongs to Edri Fania, this goddess uh, that you have begun worshipping. Worshiping. Tell me, why have you come once more? I, I need to know more about about you and about myself. Um, I just, I, I don't quite understand yet. Understanding is a thing of books and knowledge. I am the wind. I am freedom. I'm the feeling of summer's breeze. I'm the feel of a rainstorm. There is no knowing, only feeling. But there is much I can tell you if you wish, of me, of what I expect, of what you can do. Is this what you wish? Again, you feel yes. that kind of caressing wind around you, almost like an embrace. Uh, Azar will kind of, her breathing will pick up a little bit because this is all she's ever wanted to just understand and to know. And she'll mm -hmm. say, uh, yes, of course. And I, you mentioned Typhandrius, you mentioned you chose me, you, you're here because of him, but he, 
he destroyed your temples. I don't, I, I don't understand why you would help a descendant of someone who brought you harm. You are not Typhandrius. You may carry Typhandrius's blood as your mother did, but you are not that dragon. You are capable of choice. You have the freedom to choose. And I know what you yearn for in your heart. Once long ago, these mountains, and as she speaks, the clouds and the blue sky seem to part. You can see these gorgeous mountains that seem to stretch out in this long snaking line. Um, some of them capped by snow, some of them are, are dull brownish gray. And you can see Cormir becomes infinitely small, um, you know, on the side of them. And a great desert expands uh, on the other side. These, were, these mountains were once home to my beloved Avaria, the winged elves, of whom so few now remain. They populated these mountains in great spires, and they would worship me in all manners of ways. I long to see the dance of swirling winds once again, the ceremony held to celebrate the changing of the seasons in my honor, with dancing and ribbons blowing in the breeze as they flew through the air. But Typhandrius was jealous and envious and lusted for power and he saw these mountains as his domain. And so he destroyed, as many of his kind will do. You have the power to destroy, Azara, but you have the capability, the potential, so much more. I will teach you the first of my tenets, and as you learn this, and as you master this, I will teach you more. And you will find that your power with me will grow. I ask you to do this. Embrace the freedom of the winds. Do not let yourself be bound by chains, be they of steel, of law, or of heart. Teach others what it is to dance amidst the storm and the wind, and you and I will grow closer. I think I understand, and I'll do my best. That is all I can ask of you. You feel the kind of wind, like a delicate hug, kind of just like wrapping around you almost tightly, uh, and you can feel this, uh, this softness there. And then it kind of reality seems to snap back, and you find yourself the feeling of earth beneath your, your, your knees and your hands, as you find yourself back in the temple, um, the cup kind of still ever so slightly quivering as if blown by a strong wind. Um, yeah, as you look up and see that this temple is as peaceful and as quiet as it once was. Uh, Zara just kind of smiled to herself now feeling a heightened sense of purpose, kind of getting uh, what Airdrie was saying, but still being such a scholar and a, and a rule follower that it's, taking a while to to sink in but um not knowing much about this ritual quite yet uh but hearing it, it is about dance Zara will kind of pick up her cup and give like a ballerina curtsy to the mm -hmm. statue 
um before before leaving the temple. there's like a little flick of um playful wind that kind of uh kicks up around you as you do it uh, mm. yeah and yeah. Yeah, seems to be registered cool um yeah and you begin making your way back uh if you want me to repeat that tenant let me know yes uh, if i could have that dm me later today that would be dope <laughs> i will i will put that into our chat thank uh, you <laughs> bam um cool uh so agnes whilst uh people are enjoying conversations with gods and sparrings is, is agnes just <laughs> kind of still waking up or uh because yeah, Agnes think... will have a visitor. If you remain in the keep, uh, Dusk will come looking for uh, uh, either you or Tarkle. Yeah, I guess I wait there until Dusk shows up. Yeah, like you're still looking into that that morning tea or coffee mm -hmm. uh, when Dusk, you know, the purple-skinned Seneschal is one horn. Always annoyingly chipper in the mornings. Um, <laughs> to Agnes's dismay. Oh, my lady, so wonderful to see you up and about and joining us in the uh, in the morning. Uh, <clears throat> I do have some news. Uh, I hope to discuss it. Perhaps I can pass it on to you and then you may discuss it with the others uh, when they are here. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, just to check, my lady, uh, are you awake enough for a lengthy uh, discussion? <laughs> she she gives this like a very cranky look and then kind of takes well. a deep breath <laughs> and then is like, yes, thank you. Of course, my lady, it is only my pleasure to serve. And you can see he's kind of smirking, like he's grinning because <laughs> he knows that Agnes hates the morning morning thing. <clears throat> I do bring some news, some of it not very good, um, unfortunately. Uh, I've been speaking to people on Arabelle. I've been getting news of what's been happening around Cormir. It seems that these attacks by fey beings are happening across Cormir. Uh, they seem to be concentrated in and around the Kingswood, uh, the Purple Dragon Knights are increasing their patrols, but there's all sorts of strange events occurring and rumors of foreign powers building in, in strength. Uh, they're not able to, to fully uh, address the matter, and uh, lots of villages are being attacked, people on the roads, uh, all sorts of these, these fey creatures and warriors. Uh, something perhaps to discuss with our new guests. The other thing I thought of particular note, uh, especially for yourself and, and Lord Tarkle, was Davian Cormoril uh, from Arabel, the man who was, uh, well, seemed to be responsible for my attempted framing. He's been summoned by Queen Raedra to face the accusations laid against him in Suzale. However, he has not attended. Uh, he has sent couriers instead that claim to deny the charges and say that his lands are currently being pressed on all fronts by these Feywild soldiers. Um, in the courts themselves, the noble houses are split. Many people seem to be uh, allied with Davian and claim that it's impossible that he would stoop to such means. Others believe that he should be brought in for blood. Others think that we should be attacking the Feywild back. Others think that we should be sowing for peace. It is, unfortunately, quite chaotic. Um, and what do you think, Dusk? Oh, I think that this is uh, this is far beyond even my even my interests uh, to really comprehend uh, this is this type of level of court politics is dangerous uh, well surely perhaps... you as the accused do have some part in this story i do but i'm also i've lived long enough and i have worked with enough interesting individuals shall we say to never take anything for face value i must admit Lady Crown Silver, 
the fact that you found such damning evidence in Cormoril's townhouse, which had already been searched, I do find it a little bit convenient. Um, Davian Cormoril, by reputation, is not a particularly well-liked noble. If I were, if I were perhaps to set somebody up as a, a villain in this piece, well, Davian would exactly uh, fit the bill, shall we say. That said, perhaps it is just blind ambition. The man has long hated the Oberskir line and Queen Raedra uh, for what his family has been through. It may very well be that he could still be a villain, even if perhaps he is embroiled in some sort of machination. It's difficult to say. Astute observations. Well, merely ones of uh, a tired old tiefling, one who's seen too much. But I do have one piece of good news, uh, and he pulls out a letter, a letter addressed for you uh, from a lady, Vanifer Braywinter of Arabel. I believe it contains to potentially some employment uh, of earning some gold. Uh, I heard on the grapevine she was looking to hire some adventurers, but perhaps a certain individual uh, provided some information to her inner circle that uh, of your antics and bravery in the scepter and elsewhere and that you were accomplished adventurers yourselves. Uh, and he kind of just gives that look of like, yes, I am very good. Thank you, my lady. You don't need to say anything. I approve. I, uh, I am very grateful for your If you <laughs> would pass on our deepest thanks to that individual. Of course, my lady, of course. Such, uh, such gossiping, though, not, not to be condoned too much, <laughs> I think. Um, still, I am happy to read the letter for you, or you may peruse it in your own time if you wish. Uh, let's have it. Very well. Let me read it. And he, in a very stately kind of servant manner, he opens it in a flourish. <clears throat> uh, my Lord and Lady Crown Silver, it has come to my attention via my weekly Three Dragon Anti-Club that you have displayed some remarkable adventurous spirit during your recent visit to Arabelle and saved the Duchess from a, uh, a force of fey-blooded assassins and saved the lives of many prominent guild members and persons. I also believe your mother was known for being quite the daring dungeon-delving sort, and such wild passions must surely run in her blood. I had intended to hire a group of adventurers to reclaim a lost family heirloom from a ruin that I believe lays in your lands. However, given your acclaim, perhaps you would consider reclaiming it yourselves. I would be willing to donate a considerable sum of gold to Evening Star's coffers in exchange for my heirloom's return. If interested, I can send my wizard to discuss the matter with you at your convenience. Kindest regards, Lady Vanifer Braywinter. Uh, thank you very much, Dusk. And Agnes will take the letter and kind of fold it up. She oh. says, this seems like a very good use of our time. However, you said that our people are being attacked. Surely we must deal with that first. This seems like an urgent The people of Cormir are being attacked, which obviously the, night, the people of Evening Star are. But so far in Evening Star, we have not had any attacks ourselves. I think that our... Uh, distance from the Kingswood, the location of the keep and our armed forces have perhaps done something to it, but so far we've not been attacked. These attacks are happening all across Cormir, um, some of the smaller villages um, on the outskirts of the Kingswood and such. The Tressum Force surely is uh, donating their watchful eye to our cause oh, as well. Almost certainly, my lady. Eyes from above are always very welcome. Well, I will speak to my brother and our colleagues and uh, 
course. see about this heirloom retrieval. I think it should be a good good way to um, provide material wealth for our Indeed. our town. With regards to material wealth, I do believe Miss uh, Iron Eyes, Miss Dagma the Dwarf, uh, also had something that she had discovered. Um, and you may wish to check in with Knight Elissa to see if any of her units have uh, uncovered any information on her reports and scouting. Um, unfortunately, I have not had the time to check in with them since I've only just returned from Arabelle. But if you wish to investigate another opportunities, they may have some as well. All right. Good. Agnes will kind of like stretch and like drag herself out of her chair. All right. Better get to my day. It is wonderful to have you back in evening style, my lady. And he just nods his head. It's um, wonderful to be back. And with that, Dusk makes his way out, his little tail flicking as he heads out to Dusk business. <clears throat> um, Agnes will just kind of take the letter and wander out to see if she can find Tarkal. Sure. Cool. I think like probably you would, um, by the time Agnes has done all of this and is heading out, it might be where, Azara, if you're heading back to the keep, this is probably where you're kind of coming back in and then we see kind of like Aaron and Clive and Tarkal out in the uh, in the courtyard. Unless Tarkal is doing something that different. No, just uh, I, I like the idea of the continued sparring if Clive yeah. does. So I think like, yeah, Clive, Tarkal and Aaron are sparring. We see Azara come back in as Agnes is coming out to basically meet everyone. I, um, I'll show them the letter, explain what it is, kind of give the rundown of everything Dusk said, and then also say, uh, it seems Dusk thinks that Elissa may also have some interesting information of note for us. If, uh, Azara, you might want to go check with her. Azara kind of like sputters and she's like, ah, oh, it's, uh, you, why, why, why specifically me? I, if Dusk's spoke to you shouldn't you um speak with um uh Alyssa, Cap blade captain Alyssa? would you have me your lady do this errand for you no my lady i suppose you're right and azar will kind of like hang her head knowing that <laughs> Agnes is definitely just doing this to get her in the same room as Alyssa, not for any actual other reason. There's definitely a twinkle in <laughs> yeah. the eye. Yeah. Little match Agnes yeah. playing matchmaker of like, mm -hmm. like, oh, don't you wanna don't you wanna go dog? Um but before I take care of that, shall we discuss our possible excursion to find this relic? It does seem as though we should help the cause of all the people of Cormier by defending against these attacks from the Feywild. However, there is an immediate need for resources here in Evening Star that I believe we should prioritize. I happen to agree. Um, and on a more personal note, uh, I did inquire with Dusk and we'll be following up on if there is a possibility. I've heard whispers of an artist, a wizard that can imbue magical powers in us if we get markings on our skin, simple magical tattoos. And I think that those I've heard can be quite expensive, but if we are planning on fighting the summer court, the unseelie court or any other fey court, it might be to our advantage to look into something like that and money will help. Agreed. Clive, is that not part of why you're here to help us determine which of the Fey courts are involved in these attacks and perhaps repel them? Perhaps it is. 
Perhaps. Very vague. Uh, I <laughs> shall hey. see to uh, Blade Captain Alyssa and uh, I'll return with word of what she has. And Azara will just kind of like shuffle off, <laughs> really <laughs> mad that she got tricked into this. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, while uh, Azara goes off to do that, you see a kind of um, <clears throat> out of breath dwarven woman makes her way into the keep, kind of being uh, a company, you know, guards kind of like. Oh, you're not supposed to go until we tell you. And she's just like, "Hey, come on, leave. You know who I am." I'm just. And she kind of like brushes them off. You can see she's like covered in sort of like mining dust, and it's like smears of like coal and charcoal over her face. Um, she kind of gets up. Uh, it's just like, oh, and she kind of waves, uh, "My lord and lady, my lord and lady," and she's waving over. And this is Dagmar, the quarry master. Um, Dagmar, well met. Well met indeed, lady. Thank you. And this must be the handsome lion man that I keep hearing everybody talk about. Uh, and they point in Clive's direction. Um, and I think Baragon somewhere is just like, no, that is me. Uh, <laughs> you hear that, Baragon? They're calling me the handsome one. Uh, well, I suppose that's good, sir, but uh, point some my way. Um, as he kind of calls out, and you see Erez just rolls her eyes uh, from behind. And she does look over and she's just like, Honestly, either of you look great to me. I'll, I'll <laughs> happily, I'll happily, if you're cold at night, dwarf to snuggle, very warm. Dagmar, hey. excuse I, me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my lord and lady. I actually came with business. Um, I wanted to inform you, um, we've had a little bit of uh, good fortune, uh, hopefully. Um, whilst you've been away, uh, I tasked a few prospectors with traveling up into the Tempest Valley. The hills, they're going to be full of ore or uh, resources and things like that. And we've struck a bit of luck. Uh, up the river in the Tempest Valley, we found what looks to be an old abandoned silver mine. Now, it had been collapsed in. We've managed to repair the entrance. Um, I think it's quite old, pre-spell plague. So all of the kind of, a lot of the shafts have been dug. There's a, a section of rails stuck in there. But I don't want to commit any more of my people uh, to mining until we can confirm it's clear. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dwarf. I know how things go. That thing's been sealed up for a long time. Who knows what's still living in there? Um, and I don't want to commit any of our miners to going down there. But a silver mine, well, that'll be very profitable for the for the the township if we can get that going. We'd actually have enough money to start buying resources rather than just supplying our own. Things like if we want to get uh, walls for the, the town and things like that. I mean, the quarry's good. We can provide a lot of stone, but we don't have the the, the wood and the, the iron and, and the, the labor to build something like that. But a silver mine, that would give us a lot of uh, a lot of gold to be throwing around. Now here, the silver value is only going to be going up. I so silver, tilted. I mean, phew, always people always want in silver. Not everybody can afford gold, you know. Right. They say it'll go to the moon soon enough. Hey. Uh, is that who are you being here? Have you been hearing that from from old uh, McStonks? That dwarf doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> McStonks doesn't know a damn thing about economy. Hey, I've never seen Stonks be one be, be right once. Never once. No, never. See Tarkal knows. But he might no. be this time. He may be, you know? maybe. But still, a silver mine's nothing to sniff our nose at for sure. Um, I just thought I'd let you know about it. Like I said, I, I, I can't commit any of my, my miners. I don't want to commit them to taking checking out some old forgotten mine. Well, they are them. just children after all. Uh, no, uh, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Lineman. Uh, miners as in people who mine, not children. Oh, 
Right. Of course. Mine, like digging. Right. 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 I'll I'll leave him to it anyway. Uh, just thought I'd let so, you know. But if I understand yes. correctly, you would request that we clear the mine well, and make mine. sure that it's safe. Clearing out some old forgotten mine, I'm sure, is far beneath uh, your noble souls and your your prowess as adventurers. But perhaps a small team could be sent there, um, and that could be enough. Um, or you could, if you feel like you want a little bit of a jolly, little bit of a trek down some old dusty mine, well, I wouldn't say no. Uh, it's really up to you. Um, we don't know what's down there. Maybe we send a team, they get eaten by... I don't know, um, a purple worm. Maybe it's just a bunch of goblins. Maybe it's spiders. I don't know. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to put anyone else in danger. So I'll discuss this. Thank you, Dagmar. Of course, yes. Well, I mean, don't forget, they are your troops. That's what they're there for. You know, they, they've signed on to go on dangerous missions and hey, maybe a promotion in it for them. So anyway, that's my business. I just thought I'd let you know. Bye-bye. And then... <laughs> heads off <laughs> with a wink at the lions <laughs> oh absolutely yeah all three of them like she's just it's and it's a, like a big sort of like hey uh, <laughs> baragon is just like mm, maybe saying <laughs> like, mm, not usually but yes, well, perhaps um but yeah uh so did azara go to see Alyssa now already yeah do you want to do that uh, and then you guys can have all of your options um, do you just go to the barracks? Do you just go and try and find her in the officers' quarters of her mm -hmm. uh, of the barracks? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of uh, knock and you hear a kind of like, <clears throat> yes. Uh, hang on, just a second. Um, and uh, when she comes to, she's kind of got like a, a kind of robe on. Um, like looks like that she was maybe on like night shift and she's just woken up. Like her hairs kind of all over the place. One of her tusks is still just kind of t sticking out where she's not kind of like adjusted it a little bit. Um, and she kind of like blinks and she's like, oh, for goodness. and then she kind of shuts the door again. And then there's like a rumbling of like sorting things out. And then she opens it again, with slightly smoothed down hair and her face is, you know, she's kind of like, like put a lip down. And she's just like, Mr. Zara, uh, good to see you. Uh, it, I can come back if this is a bad time or. Uh... Uh, no, it's not a bad time. I, I just, I was working, I was on a late shift. So I've, I've only really just woken up. I'm unfortunately, I was on the night shift last night. Um, no, it's good you came by, actually. Uh, something came up. Um, one of our scouts came back uh, last night, uh, early this morning. Um, I was going to come and tell uh, the Baroness about it, but I suppose I can just tell you now that you're uh, here. Yes, I was sent by the Baroness to find out oh, exactly oh, you were, what you found out. You were sent here. Oh, yes. well, would you like to come in for a drink or uh, something? Or Oh, uh, if, if it's not imposing or No, no, anything, I've, I've got the tea. Um, is the one that we had last time okay? That would be wonderful. She kind of goes in. You can see her like awkwardly kind of shuffling around. Her room is pretty messy. Um, it, unlike a soldiers or what you might expect, you can see that she's not had time to like properly clean it and orderly it. So like the bed sheets are kind of just like tossed at wherever. Like there's a her sword and armor is just laying on the floor. Um, but she eventually kind of pulls to you. It's just like, well, uh, so it's kind of, it is a something of a concern, although perhaps not immediate. Last night, a small group of scouts, they were patrolling the mountains to the north, um, just beyond that temple you, you I think you've, you've mentioned in the past, um, quite a ways away, uh, perhaps a couple of days out, three days, perhaps. They found a floating tower. It seems to just be 
floating on a chunk of rock um it's nestled into one of the valleys there that on its own is mysterious uh what's more concerning for me from a military perspective is it seems that uh, a rather sizable orc tribe have set up camp near the floating island uh this floating tower sorry and they appear to be building something um the scouts couldn't get a close enough look at what they were building uh, but a large number of orcs from the mountains uh, it's a risk um there's always attacks and raids coming but uh, whatever they're up to, uh, I'd feel better knowing what exactly was going on. And a floating tower sounds magical, to say the least. Yes, it's and... apparently quite old. They said that the tower looked, you know, pre-spell plague, you know, hundreds of centuries old. Um, they felt that there was a... They said that the wind seemed to be very strong around this tower. Is this... Does this happen to be northeast of Cormier? Does this happen to be... It's like, it's like north, northeast-ish. Does this happen to ring a bell in Azara's mind of a floating city? Are we finally going to get to that? Is this not the floating city? <laughs> oh, you might be thinking of... No, I'm what think... you might be thinking of there is the crashed city. Okay, so this isn't the remnants city. of the crashed city. No. no well, okay. maybe. It could be. It uh... could be a piece of it. It but it's not that that city is in another country called Mithranor. That's okay. in like a whole other thing. A whole other place. But maybe this could be a Zara might think this could be a chunk of it. A chunk it's of like it could have just floated off, away. Broken off and floated away. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um well me thinking that and Azara thinking that. Uh, if the orcs are building something, they could know what's in the tower. They could be building up to the tower. This seems That's my worry. My worry is yeah. that they're either trying to get something in there and Perhaps we don't. There are so many tribes that live amongst the mountains. These could be. There are many orcs out there who are good natured. They come for trade. Of course, they may simply course. be trying to explore it and gain treasures. There are also, and I've encountered them on my drills in my youth, and and my mother has told me about them. Lissa is a half orc. She right. says my yeah. mother has told them that there are there are some orcs up there who still worship Grumush and and the old gods. They still worship people like Bane and Cyric, um, and they can be very, if they can get groups behind them, they can become a problem. Uh, they often lead attacks. They are often more harmful to other orcs than they are to Cormir, but I still don't like the idea of them gaining any power from whatever this tower could be. And my concern, race or not, is anyone non-magical holding a magical power that they don't exactly. know what it can do. Exactly. Um, or worse, if these shamans of Cyric and Bane get hold of it, they'll know what to do with it and that could be just as bad. That can be catastrophic. Indeed. Uh, well, um, like I said, I... Uh, it's still a few days away, but uh, it's something that I would like to get more information on at least. Unfortunately, I don't think our scouts are going to be able to get any closer. These, There was a sizable amount of them and I think that they might be a little bit outmatched. Well, I know that we do have Tresum under our command. I can ask Lady Crown Silver if we can I, lend out that I army. I do keep forgetting that she can speak <laughs> to the flying cats. I yes. did think that they wouldn't be very useful, but I suppose if Lady Crown Silver can speak with them, I, it that could, could be, be useful. You, it could be useful, and if it's not an immediate threat, I know that right now we do have a possible job lined up that can line our pockets with a little bit more gold for, mm. for the city. Um, and if useful. this can wait a few days, possibly we can 
pull the second, but if, if the Tressum come back and say they're encroaching on the tower, then I will put my foot down and insist that we if you can ask If you can ask Lady Crown Silver to send the Tressum, I'll also dispatch a few scouts to keep an eye on it from afar. Uh, they can at least watch through spy glasses and keep an eye on it and report back to me if there's any movement, but something that we might, we might want to keep an eye on for sure. Well, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Um, of course. As always, um, good work, Blade Captain. Thank you, Magister. Um, uh, Azara, if I may, can I can I speak? Can I call you Azara? Of course. Um, about what you said on the trip back, would you um, the next time we go to Arabelle, would you like to uh, have? dinner maybe and you can see she's like awkwardly like looking away like trying not to meet your eyes when she says it azara will just like light up like a bright red because she's been trying so hard to be professional mm -hmm. <laughs> during this conversation um and she'll kind of resort to that fidgety <laughs> nervous self and she'll go uh uh i i i would um i i i'd be honored uh, no, it, it'd, be, it'd be a nice. I, I know the city well, and there's a few spots I could I could show you around. And um, yes, no, that sounds marvelous. The next time yeah, we're there, um, and there's just like great. a kind of <clears throat> yes, great. Um, <laughs> she opens the door. <laughs> uh, Zara will kind of like shuffle out, but before she leaves, she'll say, "I, you know, it's been a really long time since I've had a, a good roast. So if you know of any places," and she'll just kind of stutter <laughs> and blush. <laughs> right there's this like, hang on i'm gonna make an insight check how obvious is azara trying to be no no, no. she literally means right, like a okay. pot roast right, like okay. a pot In that roast case, all right i wasn't sure because you always described azara as being quite a flirty character i didn't know if like that was an innuendo no no, no. With, with people that she really likes she doesn't yeah, know no. how to flirt <laughs> gotcha it's just like she's just like oh yes there's there's a number of great places in the city I, I, i'll show you um yes no yeah, that sounds um it's a it's a, a dinner then it's a date it's it's a date and she just nods um and yeah turns back and then you guys head out um azara will head off and immediately she wants she wants to find agnes and tell her <laughs> sure sure uh well yeah i i hand it back over to you guys you guys have now i've i've provided you my many adventure plots and i hand it over to you to discuss <laughs> which one you would like to do <laughs> So what do you explain to us about what uh, Alyssa wanted? Uh, yeah, essentially Zara would just kind of recount everything and say um, that there's this magical tower, some orcs are climbing up to it, it's floating, could be bad, don't know, and ask for Tressum help. Um, if I, the Tressum are helping like guard the perimeter, but there's probably enough of them that I could send a few scouts over to check out the tower right yeah they won't be able to accomplish anything but if you just want to basically be like go and have a look at this tower you mm -hmm. can send the dress in yeah you so, can send like a couple of dress in i'll i'll agree to do that and let the dress know um to the party and including clive i'll be like it seems as though the unseely court threat is at bay at the moment and as such i think we should do something to increase the resources of our town so it seems as though perhaps we should either clear the silver mine to allow our town to make good of those resources or uh collect the bounty by retrieving this heirloom what do you guys think 
Uh, Lady Crown Silver, if I may. We do have uh, ample forces to be able to clear this mine. Um, and seeing as we were asked for specifically by a noble, was it a noble DM? Mm-hmm. By, a, by a fellow noble, I think that delaying any further could be seen as rude, uh, especially since they went out of the way to hire us and not adventurers. That is it just- It could be a good way to build relationship with neighboring t- areas as well. Indeed. Maybe you could ask Alyssa to send a contingent to the mines? I would be happy to. And she kind of like flushes and smiles a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I have something for you guys as players, if you would like to do that. So I'm going to give you guys a choice because I had an idea with this. Um, You can, we can either basically handle the, the, the troops going to the silver mine with some rolls or whatever, or, and tell me what you think about this idea, because it's okay if you don't like it. What if we did like a session where you guys played as the unit going into the mines as like little babby babby units, not like level one characters, like NPC stat blocks, and you have to go into these mines and clear them out yourselves. Or we can do it just as as roles if you guys don't want to take time away from these characters, which is totally fine. Um, But if you wanted like a little like play a different character for a little bit or like play something a bit different, we could do it as level one characters if you wanted to. I leave that choice to you guys. Um, you don't have to decide now. You can let me know, but I'm going to throw that idea as an idea out there. I'm curious what the audience thinks. Sure. Would you guys like to watch a let session without our characters? Yeah. Or do you want them like always by your Starship side? Starship Troopers, yeah. uh, Star Trek Away Mission. Oh no, they're probably all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little biased because I literally just started a new character. Got a shiny new character to play with. <laughs> what if what if Clive what if Clive leads like the sure. people? You can go do, do whatever you want. Like it's up to you guys. Or like you know you could send Aaron uh, to lead this group if you. Oh really my want god! Well. What if Clive comes and then two of us play the two lions, and Aaron comes as well, and one of us plays Aaron? Like oh I my said, god! You guys don't have to decide now. You guys can decide later on if you like. Um, but that is just something I'm going to throw out there as a potential thing. Or we can just handle it with some fun, you know, cool dice rolls to see how well the team see see how well the team does clearing it out. Um, the min maxer in me just wants to do the rolls because it's like, yeah, we'll know if we have silver or not. But yeah. I do like that idea, so I don't know. Yeah, have a think. Have a think. Um, have a but think. yeah, you can you can arrange that easily enough. You have enough forces to spare a small team. Uh, to go and head into these mines and uh, try and clear them out. Um, well, the other one is you guys could just go as yourselves, but if you want to send a unit, that's how I would either do it as roles or you guys can play a special little silly one-off. Up to you. Bravo well, team. Well, we know for sure that right now we're going to go try to retrieve the heirloom, so we should role-play that with that's these the characters focus. and yeah. we'll figure out what, what next. How about, yeah. how about we do that then? Like, You guys focus on that and then we can always do a cutaway to like, if you guys are like, you know what, actually playing some level one, like stereotypical adventures in a dungeon crawl, that actually <laughs> sounds kind of fun. You could like cut away to that after we do this other thing with the heirloom. Yeah, we could do that totally. And we're sure we should make the heirloom the highest priority. Well, the heirloom equals money, which equals security for our people. And it's not too far if we get word that this tower is of dire importance and need to rush back. 
All right. I, uh, I feel like I pushed pretty hard uh, with the Scions, so I will follow your lead on this for sure, sister and magister. And Clive. And, and, <laughs> and Clive, of course. Clive, are well, you accompanying us? Yeah. Well, I've not much better to do in this realm. My uh, pride, uh, pride leader, uh, Clive. If 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 you are to accompany, Paragon! please. Indeed. Uh, Continue. If you are to uh, accompany these fine uh, fellows uh, and and ladies, um, should errors and myself, we must inspect the troops here, and we want to keep an eye on the borders in case of any unsilly fay. Should we remain here and leave you to your adventuring, uh, hunting? Right. That sounds, sounds like a fine idea to me. I think the uh, soldiers here could use a little whipping up. Um, yes, well, some of them is definitely uh, a bit cowed. You know, when, when we roar, they were a bit sort of, so I think we can work on that a little bit. Uh, whoever it was in charge of them previously didn't do much of a job then. No, it really didn't. No training or anything whatsoever. Very strange. The blade captain's a good woman. She seems a good fight, but she's sort of a sergeant, isn't she, really? Just sort of giving orders in the moment. No training, no organization. Um, hey. Mm, not like the pride. The pride knows how to fight. Mm, some hey. more than the what? The, yes, yes. Mm, 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 mm. Very good. All of this is said in front of us. <laughs> I guess, like, Agnes is just sitting there blinking at them. But she's anyway. not one to say that she's taken offense. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, pride mate, uh, pride leader, I will leave you here. Uh, I'll go and have a chat with the troops. Errors, uh, let's go. And then they kind of do, 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 head off. Sir DM. Yes. Uh, I Hello. have been per perusing through my notes, and I did mark down that we get two healing potions per month. You do. We yep. should collect on those, pretty please. Yeah, you can. How many have we Holder? acquired? Oh, do, you, do you want to go see Holder? Yes, please. Um, do, I'm assuming Clive, do you just follow these guys when they're just like, let's go? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Also, quick question. Has Eris actually like said anything or has she, has yeah, she's, she's just been like, oh, okay. She is like sure. a really quiet um, lioness. Like she's the serious bodyguard. Mm. Like Baragon's out flirting with everybody and being loud. She's like said a couple of words, but that's pretty much all she ever says. Um, I just like the image of like, there's there's never really words. There's just like, it's just caveman. She's like, yeah, she's, she's a badass. Like, she's got a scar, and she's definitely mm -hmm. the kind of serious bodyguard and like taking things seriously. You know, cool. obviously, Clive Clive's, it does as well. But yeah, Baragon's definitely the kind of uh, pompous uh, far of the, of, the, of the pride. Cool. Um, he's a good Love fighter. It. He's a good fighter, but he's uh, definitely got his flaws. Um, Great. Yeah, you guys make your way down into the town um, and go to the outskirts of the wood, the Kingswood, where there is this moss-covered cottage house uh, that has been developed. Um, you can see a farm of strange, brightly colored mushrooms and weird flowers is been growing in amongst this kind of trellis fence um, and sat outside um, in a little bit of shade under the kind of like uh, ape of the, the house uh, is a fur bog, um, just with a big straw hat, just kind of like chewing on a piece of grass, just sitting there, laying about. Pretty much every time you've come to see Hulda, this is how you find them. They're just <laughs> sitting around, don't ever seem to do anything. Um, 
but yeah uh and yeah Mar- uh, for clive this would be the first time seeing this uh this dopey looking cow like figure who's just sort of like chilling uh these big long dreads um yeah um how many months has that deal been in place like how many since it was finished since the the herbalist shop was finished so how many months have passed uh three months three months dope yeah hopefully that means six healing potions hopefully (laughs) hopefully um yeah what's the plan do you guys want to walk up and chat to holder or are you just like holder potions give bye <laughs> we are in something of a hurry sure uh you kind of make your way up and you see this kind of slow blinking eye like holder's like oh hello if it isn't the lord and lady and uh oh a couple of extra folks as well today ah the pretty dragon woman and who's this look at this big fella hello Greetings, Clave of the Wild Mane. Oh, Clave of the Wild Mane. What a lovely name. I'm Ulda. I'm a brewer. And an alchemist, I suppose. Greetings. Can I help you with anything, my lord and lady? <laughs> Is there anything going on? Uh, yes, uh, Ulda. We're, we're, we're here to pick up some potions that... Oh, potions. Eh? Yes, I make quite a few of those. Let me have a look. And uh, They kind of like... they pull themselves up and you can see that they have like this uh it's almost like a not a shell but they've kind of built this like backpack and it's just littered with like plants like ferns but it's he's been laying on it or they've been laying on it and it's just kind of draped all over the place and as he kind of pulls himself up some of it detaches from the wall that's where it's been stuck um he's just like all right uh just come inside come inside don't be shy and he ducks they duck their heads and kind of step into their their little alchemy shop and it it smells of all these like pungent floral aromas and mushrooms and all these weird mixtures there's also a heavy smell of booze as well that kind of emanates through it um oh now if you like i've got a lovely bit of um i've got a lovely bit of mushroom uh, ale going on in this cauldron over here and uh oh yes potions that's what i came in for let me have a look here and let me see now, <clears throat> I must admit, ingredients-wise, I have had a bit of an experiment. So what I've got here, uh, let me have a look here. Uh, and he pulls out um, a kind of leather satchel uh, with engraved with a uh, big green kind of elven leaf, um, all marked over, and he flips it open. And inside, it's, it's segmented. Um, and there are six slots, but only four of them are full. Um he says, now, I've got two regular healing potions right here. Uh, and that's these two little fellas right down there. And he points to two smaller little vial potions. Now, this one, I had a bit of a look. I had to use some extra ingredients, but I made what's called a greater healing potion. And that's this big fella here. And he points to the bigger one. Now, the rest of the ingredients that I was going to use to make your healing potions, I, I might have got a bit experimental with them. And but I do have some good results. And what you've got here, and he points at the last potion, is a potion of stone joint strength. Now you drink that, you'll get phenomenally strong. Wonderful. Well worth it. I know that's not what I promised, but I did forget what I promised whilst I was making it. <laughs> was was what you promised my fire extinguishing? Now uh, that magic. I've made some progress on, but I am having one problem. 
in that when I expose it to air, it does consume fire, but then it does spread, uh, it does spread frost in approximately a half mile radius, I think, uh, and it kills off any crops. So I, mm. I think it's not ready yet. I think I still need to keep working on it. Could be better. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there, my lady. Yeah, not too bad. So we have two potions of healing and two of no, giant so, strength. Uh, so two potions of healing, one greater potion of healing, and then one potion of stone giant strength. So we only got four of the six we were supposed to get. Yeah, but it's some of them are better than just regular healing potions. Ah, okay. Regular healing potions, Mika, are worth 50 gold. And what I've given you yes. is way more than that. True, correct. Gold I'm just value. I'm just doing math. I'm it's fine. You've got cleric levels now. You um, can heal. I have one cleric level. <laughs> uh, I will hand all the potions to Azara and be like, I, I probably shouldn't it's like hold these. You can, you can hold them. I uh, will take great care of them. I think Tarkal could use that potion of strength there. Isn't that right, lad? Give him a big slap on the back. Tarkal, <laughs> just nothing. It's just like oh, bang. I thought I thought he smacked. Um, I thought he smacked Hulda. Never mind. No. Oh, no, Tarkal. Yeah, that would. Uh, maybe we can actually let Aaron have that one uh, during your next sparring session. That would be uh, interesting. Hulda, you should give your brain a break once in a while. Why don't you? You, you seem foggy every time we're here, and there's no well, foggy that's pretty wood. Pretty much out. my that's my perpetual life motto there, Tackle. <laughs> I'm just always foggy, eh? That's why you know it's it's getting gritted down in reality. It's a bit boring, you know. Sometimes you just gotta relax. Sometimes you just gotta relax, and yeah. and and if you if you have sometimes where you're not relaxing. Oh, when you relax, like it will feel even more relaxing. Mm, not sure about that, boy. Oh, peaks and valleys. Peaks and and va oh, I do like peaks and valleys. Lovely to walk around at a good valley. Get the ups and the downs, and you see it from on high, and you see it from down low. It's very lovely. Very lovely, eh? Mm. <clears throat> I, I, we, we should probably get going and let you get back to working on that extinguishing magic potion. Yes. I'll get working on that, and I'll make some more potions as well. But uh, do you want more of the little ones? Uh, Tarka will look at Azara and just be uh, like, what do you think? More of the uh, the greater healings or and anything that you can come oh, up hi. with. Could... Another great... I, I won't be able to make as many of the greater ones, but I can definitely focus on making those if you want. It. I think that we can leave... We can leave it up to you, Holda. Whatever, whatever you. Oh, even better. You can come up with, especially. Oh, I can if come up with a lot. Yeah. I, I believe in you. But like mm. Tarkal said, maybe just give your brain a break. I always do. I always do. Ah. Uh, just. I'll take you up on that ale. <laughs> oh yes, my mushroom ale. Come and have a go. And he pulls out, and you can see that behind this cauldron, there's shelves of all these different shaped sized tankards. Some of them have carved out of wood. Some one looks like it's made of stone. One looks like it's like a metal tankard, like all dented from a from an inn. Um, there's even one which is tiny. It's like a little tiny tankard, like the size like you know a pixie might use. Um, Whatever the they, biggest, like most size appropriate one is. So that's this huge, like, it almost looks like a little mini barrel, um, but a handle has been nailed onto it. And he's like, oh, I get you the big one, eh? And then Sick. he scoops, like, this big kind of pint of this kind of frothy, 
pale cream ale and he's like there you go ah go of that a gratitude you're welcome what do you think he's just what do watching I think? you yeah he's like waiting for you to drink it so as clive downs it it's an unusual taste it tastes quite yeasty um and a little bit yeah like mushrooms like very strong mushroom flavor beer um mm-hmm. but it's beer and it's mm-hmm. you know you can roll sure i was i was well i was waiting to see if if i would have to um i don't think you have to but let's just roll and see what happens okay would you believe me if i said i got a nat one <laughs> i don't care whether i believe you or not it's a great it's a great result um it it is so overpowering. I don't think Clive would have ever have experienced anything like this before. And it's just this thick kind of, it's not even the alcohol in it. It's the flavor. It just tastes awful. Uh, it's just this reviled taste. Probably can't help but just be like, and like this just liquid comes out of your mouth. Um, Literally just oh. throw it back up. Yeah. Into, back into up into the, the barrel and hold it back. Just no, thank you. <laughs> Oh, lion vomit though, eh? Hmm. Let's see if I can put that one to use. And he takes the tankard and he puts it on another shelf. Like, hmm, that might Yuck. be useful. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, if you don't like the mushroom ale, I'm afraid I haven't got anything else for you. But thank you very much for coming by. It's always lovely, lovely bit of company, eh? Yes, take care of yourself, Ulda. And Oh, just... I will tackle my boy. Oh, I mean, the smell of mushrooms so and vomit now. He's pretty much had it with this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's this, the stench is quite disgusting. Um, yeah. You guys make it outside. And uh, yeah. What, what's the, what's the plan? Do you guys want to just head off immediately? Is it like wait a day? Uh, do you want to send word for this? Um, to get this heirloom, it did say in the letter that if you were interested to uh, basically that she can send a wizard to discuss the details. Yeah, we should wait for the details for sure. Sure, like Dusk can basically send a letter back. Um, it would probably be the next day. Um, so there would be like a, you guys have an evening to rest and recuperate. Um, another meal, uh, perhaps with the, the Leonins uh, <laughs> enjoying a, a, a food feast. Um, if there's anything else you guys wanted to do. Um, um, just the Tresim, did they go check it out? Yeah. Right, yeah, the Tresim. So let me make a couple of checks here for the Tresim. Oh, that's not good. Okay. So when the Tresum return, you probably sent a couple of them out, uh, Agnes, but only one of them comes back. Um, <gasps> no. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming you can't speak with animals, so you can converse yeah. with them. Uh, it's this kind of gingery tabby Tresum uh, with these long whiskers that come out. Uh, when you speak, it's just like, ah, 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 lady of the, uh, lady of the village, lady of the village. Uh, it is um, uh, da- dangerous. Uh, the place that you sent us to uh, we flew there on the winds. Uh, we arrived quickly over the mountains, um, but it is uh, dangerous. We could not approach the giant tower in the sky. The winds were too strong, even though they were not strong elsewhere. The winds were mm, too strong to fly against. Uh, but as we were circling, one one of the one of the the builders down below, uh, the soldiers in the camp. They shot, they shot my friend with a bow and he fell. He will be honored and remembered, brave soldier. Yes, yes you must take revenge against this, these, uh, these gray skinned 
uh, folks, these 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 soldiers at the camp. Uh, they are building something. Do like you know what they were do. building? What did I it look like? I'm a Tresim. I do not understand your machines and things. It looked, uh, it it was large and made of wood with hide, I think. But I do not know what it is. And these soldiers that shot at you, did they look like me? No, no. They looked m- most like uh, that one. And he points uh, with his little paw, he points at Alyssa. But they were different. They were more, more green and gray. I see. Hmm. Thank you, brave soldier. You are welcome. I will report this to the One-Eyed King, and he will he will help us mourn our fallen comrade. I will send five pitchers of milk for your wake. Ah, yes. This is. This is acceptable. And then he just. I ask uh, our our staff to send oh, yeah. them five pitchers of milk. I mean, Audrey's been stockpiling the milk for the Leonins anyway, so it's yeah. not hard for her to send <laughs> over a couple. Uh, they put that up in the the tower, the northeast tower where King One Eye is. I'll also pass that information on to our group and say it sounds as though an enemy force is building something that they do not wish us to know about at this tower. It may be something that needs to be dealt with. Uh, depending on what word we hear from this wizard, we can determine which task must come first. Saying, let's see, say this this journey will only take us a few days. I'm sure this contraption won't be built by then. Um, and if so, Blade Captain Alyssa does have scouts watching this construction. If it seems dire, we can rush back. How close is this tower to Evening Star? Um, by foot, it would take maybe sort of three, four days. Uh, the Tresim can get there faster because they can just gotcha. straight over the mountains. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's about three, four days, probably closer to four than three. Gotcha. Um, okay, I agree. Yeah, because you have to wind your way through the mountains. Like this is it deep in the mountains in the north. Um, so uh, Evening Star is like kind of like here. Then just above Evening Star, you have a, the Tempest Valley, which is this where the river comes from. And then actually more to the northeast is this thick line of mountains, the Stormhorns, and it stretches the whole north of Cormir. Um, and it's in there basically. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's it's a few days travel for sure. Um, uh, the next day, uh, you are visited, um, quite a shock, uh, a bit of a kind of um, surprise, um, as <laughs> appearing in a flash outside the keep, um, which causes your guards to immediately go running and calling for, for guard captains, um, a robed figure appears. Um, they are not human or elf. Uh, they appear to be scaled with a kind of short, stubby tail, um, and a face like a dragon's. They are a dragonborn, a black dragonborn. And they have a crested, uh, finned kind of crest that goes down their head and partway down their, their spine. Um, and they're wearing these big robes. They have a little tail that sticks out from underneath them, big claws. Um, and you can see him kind of looking around um, and seeing all these guards kind of becoming uh, <laughs> readily aware of him just appearing. Uh, he just holds his big scaled hands up. I have been invited by your lord and lady. 
and yeah, the guards come and fetch you and are like, uh, my lady, Lord, there is a, a dragon man who claims that he's been invited here. Welcome, wizard. Ah, you may address me as Melodonus, uh, Lady Crown Silver. Melodonus, we are honored to welcome you to our keep. Please come in. Ah, thank you for your hospitality. I Will you have some refreshment? No, please. I would not trouble you for the hospitality. Besides, my palate is perhaps a little unconventional. Um, some water, perhaps, would be uh, most kind. <laughs> we give him water and everything. Yes. And please, uh, introductions. As I said, I'm Melodonus, and uh, you must be Lord Crown Silver. Yes, uh, Tarkle. You can call me Tarkle. Well, welcome Tarkle. to Evening Star. Thank you, Lord Tarkle. And you must be Magister Zara. I've heard of you in the uh, wizarding courts and uh, <laughs> social groups in Arabelle. Uh, delighted to see a dragonborn. Azara will uh, curtsy and greet him in Draconic. <laughs> Ah, Vakhtar Matar, and he kind of replies back in Draconic, just like, ah, I am most honored by by your uh, your hospitality. Um, Dragon friend! <laughs> yeah. And I must say, this figure is uh, most unusual. I have not encountered such a being before, and you are, sir? Ah, Clave of the Wild Man. Pleasure to meet you, Melindilla Melindilimden. <laughs> a Melodonus. A melon. A mela, if you prefer, if you wish. But Melodonus. Hey. Clive. An interesting name for my time to say. Clive. <laughs> I How imagine there's like a little melodonous. puff of like heat that comes out with Clive. Well, not heat. Uh, it's like, it's so little speckles of like uh, foamy liquid come out. And as they hit the ground, they sit, they hiss and sizzle like acid. Oh, like, my apologies. <laughs> you like are just trying to say each other's names at each other. <laughs> I Nadel Mole. Well, I'm to understand. We received a letter early, uh, la late last night, that you wish to um, take on my lady's uh, work. Is that correct? Indeed. Ah, yes, marvelous. Lady Vanifer Braywinter is is most gra most gracious that you have uh, considered offer. I have some details, including that of payment and of exactly what you would be uh, acquiring and from where, uh, if you would hear it. Please do tell us. Of course, allow me to. Uh, I am, if I may, show you with some magic. Uh, he waves his claw, and an illusion kind of stretches out over the table. And it shows uh, Evening Star, and it shows like a little kind of map almost, like a little kind of magical map of the area. Uh, to the northwest of Evening Star, deep in the Tempest Valley, there is a castle. Uh, it is set amongst the mountains, and uh, it is something of a ruin now. Uh, I believe that there are some common names, locals for it. They call it the Haunted Halls. Uh, this castle is actually Castle Braywinter. It was uh, belonged to my lady's family long before uh, your crown silver name came to uh, possess these lands, long before even Evening Star was built. Uh, this was post uh, long before the Spell Plague. Uh, castle Braywinter lays uh, just in this valley overlooking the river. Inside, my lady believes that a relic of her family's history is located. You see, during the events of the Spell Plague and such, they had to abandon 
Castle Brewinter quite rapidly. Many things were left behind. <clears throat> They've reestablished themselves in Arabelle and have continued to prosper since. But my lady, upon doing her research, she is quite the historian, I must add, uh, has discovered uh, this relic was left behind. The heirloom itself uh, is a lantern made of onyx and studded with rubies and stamped with House Bray Winter's crest of a shadowed moon behind a mountain. A lantern, during, you said? Yes, yes, a lantern, an onyx lantern. During this whole time, like, you know when you have a laser pointer with a cat and they, like, can't get it? That, that is exactly Clive with this illusion. He's just, like, Matt. swatting at it and can't, like, touch it and he's getting yeah. real upset. <laughs> Tail switching back and forth. I always uh, hold this then. He waves his hand and the map coalesces into an image of this lantern. Um, so it kind of, you see Clive as you swipe, it seems to just whoosh, get caught up into dust and then it becomes this, this lantern. This black lantern with these kind of hexagonal sides, uh, rubies studded in each kind of corner um, and then stamped with a crest at its base of a mountain with a, a shadowed moon behind it. Um, we are brave, uh, according to uh, images and descriptions of the item, this is something of what it would look like. I'm afraid I've never seen it, so I, I, this is my best guess. <laughs> uh, we believe that the lantern would likely be located somewhere secure within the house. It is something of a, an important relic to House Brewinter. My lady would like to offer you a sum of 4,000 gold for its return. Considering the price, and that you chose to hire adventurers such as us, as yes. opposed to Some anyone else. Muck. Yes. It leads me to believe that this is something of a dangerous mission. Tell us what lies inside the house. Unfortunately, we do not know. I have not managed to make my way there. I'm unfamiliar with the location and my affairs keep me quite busy. Uh, Lady Braywinter herself, uh, she has something of a phobia of the outside, though we have no scouting reports. There are a lot of rumors regarding Castle Braywinter or the haunted halls. Uh, people talk of ghost stories, undead, that sort of thing. Unfortunately, we are neither, unable to neither confirm nor deny them. My lady offers this sum as a sort of uh, catch-all. If it is dangerous, well, you are being adequately compensated. And if it is not, she gets her relic, and you get your money. An easy task, a win-win. There is one other element to this job. My lady also noted that one of her ancestors was a notable alchemist and has a store of potions that may still yet lie within the castle. One such potion is rumored to revitalize and rejuvenate a person, making them younger. My lady would gladly offer you a thousand gold if you could require this potion and provide it to her. She is getting on in her years, and the, the idea of shaving off a decade or two obviously is quite a, an indulgence to a lady. These seem fair terms to me. Marvelous. Wonderful. I look at the rest of the group to make sure I'm not speaking for them. Tarkle nods. I'm muted as Zara nods. <laughs> Clive is still swatting. Just, oh, don't, I'm oh, not even apologies, Clive. <laughs> and he changes the illusion to be like a small ball. <laughs> it's 
like, oh no, it's fucking on. It's harder. <laughs> so when you try to swipe it, he will like use a claw and like absolutely Azara, you can see that obviously this is a pretty powerful wizard because he's not even concentrating, but he's moving the ball where Clive swipes it, he makes it move as if he's hit it. Um, so it like scatters onto the floor and like uh he'll basically like play with Clive <laughs> using oh this illusory ball. Uh he's just like, yes, just to keep yourself busy. Um <laughs> Well, I won't, uh, we won't insult you by insisting on any sort of contracted terms. My lady believes you to be honourable nobles and honourable citizens of Cormier, and if you agree to take upon this job, you will see it done. That we will. Marvellous. May I request, uh, my affairs may keep me busy, once you have acquired the lantern and the potion, if you can find it, please do bring them to Arabelle. Uh, my lady, unfortunately, does not manage to get out much, um, but you will be able to find us quite easily within the city. This all sounds quite reasonable. Oh, well, I'm pleased to hear it. Ah, <sighs> uh, may I trouble you for one more thing? Yes. I must, uh, I must spend a little bit of time to recuperate my magical energy before I can return. Is there some way that I may uh, acquire a uh, peace and quiet for a moment? few hours certainly we have plenty of rooms here and you are thank you. personally welcome to uh, retire to my wizard's tower if oh magister you, you do why you spoil me i would be most delighted it is always fine to witness the uh, craft of another practitioner i understand uh please follow me and thank you and good day to you my lord and lady and to clive <laughs> Acid spits everywhere. Uh, and then he clicks his fingers and the ball disappears. It's just... What what happened? Uh, as as uh, as uh, he kind of as Melodonus leaves with you, he's just he turns to you as He's just like a wonderfully quaint creature, that Clive. Never seen anything like him. I simple. adore your illusion. I will have to remember that if Clive oh, yes, ever gets yes. out of it, hand. Thank you for that. It seems to be something easily to distract him with. Yeah, I, I did it's, it's quite impressive, uh, the fact that you maintained concentration so easily. Oh, well, I studied under very fine tutors. I'm not from Cormier, you understand. Mm. Uh, my dragonborn tutors were quite strict. Maintaining concentration on the battlefield is very important in our society. Well, perhaps before you uh, take your rest, if I could pick your brain just, just a little bit. Of course. Always happy to discuss the nature of magic with another practitioner. Um, <laughs> when he smiles, it's just rows of teeth. Just <laughs> stretches uh, all the way back. Azara's super giddy that she's talking to not only another mage, but like a dragon mage. So yeah. she's just skipping off with him, ready to talk about magic and stuff. Yeah, I think like he's very interested in uh, Azara. Like he, he asks about like, do you know about your heritage? Are you aware of from whom you are descended? Uh, of the great dragon? I, I do, as a matter of fact. And she'll kind of go on about Typhandrius and, and yeah, tell he's him. He's very and... interested. He's fascinated, <laughs> as you tell him. Uh, meanwhile, uh, what about the rest of you guys? Anything you guys want to do? Anything you guys want to get? As they walk on? off, Clive's yeah. just kind of like, oh, you seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did, didn't he? Well spoken. Straight to the point. Uh, what you... I... No, go ahead. What? No, you will. 
What did you guys think of that potion that he mentioned? Well, I certainly wouldn't want to take one. I am invested in the natural order of things as a druid, as you know. But I'm not one to judge another's desire. And I, I wasn't was, listening. I was, <laughs> I was thinking maybe Dusk would be interested in a potion like that. Why? Well, if not for himself, I feel as though he might know people who would pay way more than a thousand gold for something that valuable. Would you propose we steal it? I I don't think we were hired specifically to find this potion, no? Well, it isn't ours. No, but not, it, it isn't theirs either. And if we're going and... I mean, looting is no foreign nature to us. If this is just loot that we find along the way, and it has not been... We've not been hired to, to bring this back. We might be able to use this potion for something other than a thousand gold bonus. Did I, Mark, did I get the impression that the way that they saw it at least was like, this is the ancestral family home. We like left some stuff behind. We're trying to reclaim it. And if you find this thing, we'll reward you. Not like, I want these things, go get them. It was definitely more of the first. Like he diff he said that the this castle, this haunted halls, was originally Castle Braywinter. It was it belonged to the Braywinter family. They had to abandon it and they left stuff behind. You are in the the way that Melodonus phrased it was, I am hiring you to go and get these items and bring them back. If you find this potion, we'll give you another a thousand gold if you if you find it for us. Um that was the impression you got. Obviously, Tarkon doesn't see it that way. He's just like, that's a dungeon. It's full of loot. I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know? I got uh, the impression that the that the heirloom was very important, but the fact that the potion was an add-on is super suspect to Tarkon. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Be suspect. Absolutely. Um, how Agnes takes it is down to Agnes. Mm -hmm. Agnes is really struggling because just having had this conversation with Tarkal about trust and like trying <laughs> to make way for his plans and not like thinking she always knows best. She's like, I was under a different impression, but if you feel like speaking to Dusk is the right thing to do, you must follow your heart. Well, we should worry about it if we even find the potion. Yes, no reason to trouble Dusk until we see if this potion even exists inside of the castle. Well, we must proceed to Arabelle once we do locate the items. Yes. Are so you you're saying on we won't Dusk have time to us? come back here. We have to go straight to Arabelle. I had assumed. Tarkle just kind of smiles and I don't think he, I think he's okay. You, you wow. said a, that was a very quick turnaround, but I, yeah. I trust your, your planning. Your planning is as I trust yours, sister. <laughs> this is all very interesting. 
just like being judged. Like the assessor is just watching this, just like mm. Mm. just big line between the two of them, just like <laughs> looking slightly down. <laughs> yeah, just ever so slightly angled. Um, yeah, I think like uh, Azara, in terms of you have a very lovely conversation with Melodonus. Uh, he studies his spellbook while he is conversing with you. Um, glancing at it, this man knows some pretty high-level magics, probably higher than Azara knows, um, as he is able to teleport. Um, and he pulls out a small uh, little crystal. He holds it up to his forehead, um, and he kind of blinks a couple of times. It's like, well, my magical energy, at least for this spell, has been regenerated. Um, unfortunately, I'm only able to make one trip like this a day, but horses and walking, uh, I feel that they are too slow. Uh, Understandable. Um, well, I must thank you for the wonderful hospitality and the lovely conversation as well. Anytime, and I do look forward to seeing you back in Arabelle, and possibly we yes. can continue well, our conversations. Of course, and if you or your companions or whatever interested in um, items or antiquities of the magical nature, uh, I do offer them as well. I have a small business in trading such matters. We will be sure to uh, swing by once we come deliver <laughs> the lantern to your lady. Big terrifying smile. I look forward to your patronage. <laughs> now, and he, I'm, I should do this outside. I don't want to make a mess. Acid. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he like little kind of like little marks on the stone and wood. Uh, he just casts a mending and you just see them kind of fill up uh, as he casts mending cantrip. And he steps outside and he looks around. Uh, Please do not shoot me, archers. Uh, he holds his hands up and you see like a big kind of geographic uh, sigil appear under his feet and then he vanishes. Zara's instantly jealous, but also just like so excited she has a magic friend. <laughs> magic dragon man. Friend. A magic dragon friend. It's everything yeah. she's ever wanted. Melodonus. Cool. He's dope. Cool. Uh, well, um, if it's all right with you guys, unless there is anything immensely urgent, um, I would like to end here because I would like to prep because I didn't have like a full adventure ready to go. I didn't know which one you wanted to go through first. So I can actually prep up a cool session. Yes, go Quick on. Good question. Um, sure. Just with this uh, uh, god communing, uh, do we know if before we depart it would be possible to Yeah, if you want to swap the some scales. Yeah. yeah. Yay! Okay, yeah, that's it. That's absolutely. all I wanted to know. Yeah, Dope. I think that. We'll maybe do like, um, we'll do another piece of RP to do that, but if you yeah. want to do that ahead of next session and then yeah. we can do something going on with that, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I'm excited. Cool. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, anything from anybody else? No, this is a good session. It's just a good setup session. We got like a new little adventuring hooks. There's a couple of different ones going on. It's um, like we went to the town where there's like all of the the merchants and the NPCs <laughs> with the little exclamation points above their head, yep. and we like yeah. gathered them all. Yeah. And I know it was something that we talked about doing before Marcel's thing. We did the Marcel thing. I wanted you guys to come back and have a couple of different options and things that you wanted to do and different levels of like, oh, this thing could be this and this thing could be that and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then there's always going to be the Fae, Cormier, War stuff in the background. You know, that's just there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. 
It's like in yeah, Skyrim. It's a big like, deal. There's technically a, deal. a main storyline going on, but don't you want to be a nightingale, leave the exactly. secret brotherhood, exactly. be a companion? Then you'll um, get to the whole dragon thing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, if there's nothing else, uh, um, do we like fill five minutes or should we just do the shout outs and then just end the long shout outs, <laughs> long shout outs. You get a hundred. We all get 120 seconds each to shout out whatever we want. Wow. That math. Yeah. That is, that's, that's why he stonks. That's, that's, that's why, stonks. why uh, that's why I'm stonks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, stonks. Can, that could be can, your next character, Shady. You could play Stonks. McStonks you could play McStonks. Wait, if we end up doing the, the Dungeon Crow at level ones, I want my guy, his name to be Stonks. Yeah. Well, he, do you want it? Do you want So, Mux, literally in my head, it's like Scrooge McDuck, right? You have McStonks, and he's like senior. He's like an older dwarf who's like all about money. He okay. could have a son who's like, no, I don't want to be in the money business. I'm going to be an adventurer, dad. And he's like going out to like, you know, I'm a cleric. I'm going to dedicate myself to religion. <laughs> like he goes out. My to dad like a... McStonks has always done it one way, but that system is broken and I'm going to mess it all up. <laughs> yeah. and send it to the moon. Yeah. Send yeah. it to the moon. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I've, I've created a whole new NPC family. In fact, I'm going to put McStonks in my uh, NPC, NPC sheet. McStonks. They need to come back. Dwarf. Cool. Done. All right. If we are doing shout outs, could could Shady and Nate just like stand up a little bit so oh, people yeah. can I mean, see what's well, happening? No, hang on. I mean, Shady, come on. You can't wear like take this. Oh you got it. You got it. Right. You got it. Literally, do the reveal. I not there, be you guys are literally the... twins. I should not oh be my oh, gosh. Are you? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cantrip are so on cute. cantrip. It's so cantrip cute. on cantrip on cantrip. Cantripbrand.com. Wait, I don't want to be left out. Cantripbrand.com. And this When do my guy get the cantrip shirt? I want the shirt so I can match Nate and Shady. That's what Aww. I want. You don't have a shirt? shirt? I don't know. You didn't have them in stock when I saw you guys at Pax. You didn't have them in the stocks? We'll have to make some arrangements. Make some arrangements. But yeah, if if you like... Subtle, fashionable, and fantasy TTRPG-inspired streetwear. Visit cantrumbrand.com. The best way to do it. Nice, subtle. That's what I've always loved about it. Is it's that subtle, like, if you're in the know, you look at that shirt and you're like, I know. But if you I don't guess. know, you're like, that's a damn good-looking shirt. And you just, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a cool, stylish shirt to you. It makes me so happy every time anyone says that because that was literally the point yeah. when we yeah. started it. We were like, this is what we want to express. So every time someone gets You nailed that. it. And we also put an effort to make things fit good because a lot of gaming shirts are like, oh, here's a square. Here's a box. Put it over your chest. Gamers don't Enjoy. care. We do care. I feel like shirt brands have gotten better at that recently. Like oh, there's a lot true. more kind of like shirts who are like getting getting on top of that, you know. Mm. Um, mm. Cool. All right. Well, uh, why don't um, we start us off with Shady? Tell us, what, what are you up to? Tell us what uh, you're doing. Hey, guys. I'm Shady, Shady <laughs> Penguin. I'm mostly doing that. Uh, all the time. But if you want to see me do other noises for my mouth, you can go to shadypenguin.com because I have a ton of different videos over there of me playing video games. Some are free. There's memberships. You can be free. You can do tier one, tier two, whatever have you. Uh, it's a good way to support me in my endeavors. Also, every Thursday, I'm on Brett Ultimus's Astral Academy D&D. If you're looking for more role play, uh, that is Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Brett Ultimus. I am also streaming 
Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. through 4 p.m. That's my window. I don't necessarily start on time, but if I'm late, there's always a treat at the end of the stream. So you kind of want to cross your fingers that I am late. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Shady Penguin. Other than that, I'll be here, of course, an evening star until the day I die. I'm going to tag Mika. You strip or something, Shady? What? You said there's a treat. And you said it like there's a treat. Like, do you take I, off your cancer? I don't know what the treat shirt? is. It's I don't know. Or cancer reveals. Oh, you did have you tag to come me? Out to, yeah, I did tag you as well. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to plug. Go go watch Shady Strip um, <laughs> on his streams. Uh, I am everywhere at Mika Burton on Instagram and on Twitter. I don't really do a lot of things. I'm just kind of vibing right now. Oh, but you should follow my new Instagram at Mika Strides because my first lesson back to horseback riding is this Thursday and I'm nice. retraining in uh, in hunter jumper and so i'm gonna start post a lot of pictures of me and horses i'm gonna be riding this beautiful black and red horse named boo until hopefully i can half lease a pony um probably that's a pony because i'm small uh, so that's really all i have going on in in my life right now uh i'm breaking the mold and i'm tagging mark hey thank you um yeah if you uh want to see me dm more uh that's kind of my thing um, come and check out my show, High Rollers D&D. Uh, we stream every Sunday at 5 p.m. UK time and uh, most Thursdays at 8 p.m. UK time. Um, we have a homebrew campaign and Curse of Strahd going on at the moment. We just had episode 100 of our main campaign, Aroes, and five years of Aroes we've been doing the streaming biz. Um, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good and we're available on podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. Um, it's There's, yeah, like literally two campaigns, loads of mini campaigns, side campaigns one-offs all of that's on our youtube and podcast you can come and check out loads of it um i play with my good good friends uh for that crew um and i think you'd like it i think if you like evening star you'll like uh high rollers and you should come check that out and um, the other thing is i am streaming a lot more on my own personal twitch at the minute which is sherlock underscore humes i'm playing loads of games i've been playing stardew gonna be playing some minecraft minecraft dedicated wham in my minecraft um, you can come and check that out. Nate's laughing. He I love that so much. <laughs> that made me so happy. Wham. Yeah. Um, you can come check that out. Um, and I, I'm going to be doing a couple of things. On, uh, so on Friday, I'm going to be doing a watch party for A Knight's Tale, which is one of the greatest Ooh, movies ever made. I love uh, that movie. It's one of, isn't it just so good? Isn't it just so good? I know Dave thinks it's amazing as well. I'm sure. Uh, it's Dave a great is really craving about it. Um, come and check that out. Um, and yeah, that's it. Come and come and follow me on all those places, Twitter, all of that stuff. Sherlock Humes. I'm going to tag Anna. Hey, thanks. Uh, I need motivation to stream because when I have free time right now, all I'm doing is sitting with my iPad and playing Pokemon trading card game <laughs> online. And I should be doing that sitting at my computer with you all. <laughs> and I'm actually pretty proud. I've mastered Henry Brands. Well, not mastered. I can now play with some skill Henry Brand's 2019 World Championship deck, and I want to show that to you and have you tell me whether I'm actually playing it well. So do it. Hopefully, I'll be doing that. And if you want to see me do that, follow my Twitch channel slash Anna Prosser, um, and you know, click the notifications to to know when I go live. Also, on Fridays, I'm doing the show called Extra Brains with DJ Wheat and produced by Bert Weissman, where the whole goal is just to lend you our brain power and have brainstorms that help us all learn and figure out anything that we're trying to figure out that week. Last week was super good. It was all about imposter syndrome. I feel like I learned a ton. It was really good. 
Uh, this coming week, I believe we're talking about communication, like professional communication and how to master it. So um, also just a reminder, if you have something where you're like, I could really use an extra brain on this, uh, please uh, go to my chat, um, type exclamation point submission, and it'll give you a link and you can write out anything that's on your mind and we will hopefully tackle it on the show. If you don't have time to do that or you can't figure it out before the show, you can also come and you can ask things live if you want us to, to take a topic. So other than that, I think that is the only, oh, and also we have pawns and patrons this Saturday, which is our drop-in friendly kind of like uh, low level dungeon crawl style show where we have a patron character and lots of pawn characters. Really, really fun, easy to drop in role play on Saturday from 10 to two. Nice. And I think uh, Nate hasn't gone. I take Nate. Uh, I don't really have anything. So <laughs> everyone else has cool stuff. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill this week. You and that's it. Just chill, baby. Just yeah. chill. Oh, it's uh it's Niski's birthday week. So if you want to say happy <gasps> birthday to her <gasps> on birthday, Instagram, Nisky. it's at happy Niski. She's oh, turning three. I have another important thing that I just learned. Yep. Uh apparently Corey from That's So Raven and Michael from Zoe 101 are brothers in real life. Okay. So take that nugget of information <laughs> take that and go forth. Um, Anna's literally just reminded me. Um, it, I'm actually it's my birthday uh, next week. So for next really? week's episode, because <gasps> because it's it's midnight my time, it will be Wednesday the tenth for me, which is my birthday. So Mark, my birthday, my birthday is the week after that. February baby. Yeah, you, me, and Nisky. <laughs> we gotta nice. do something. Well, what do you want to do? Know, I don't know. Just play D and D with my friends. Everyone, bring good. balloons in chat, please. Everyone, bring balloons. Yeah, everyone, bring cool. balloons in chat. We're gonna well, bake Mark a cake and send it to England. Send it to England. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely get here in time. Um, that's it. That's it from us. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I will have a cool session prepped for next week. Um, and yeah, we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Bye.